The following program is a podcast1.com production. And here it is. Yeah, buddy. All right, I got a couple things. All right. <clears throat> First of all, I, I want to make sure there is a official apology on this podcast. Okay. So let me take care of and that. I, listen, I'm going to keep my mouth fucking Thank you. shut. I because people are too dumb to understand shit, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Uh, can right. I apologize real quick, too? Yes, uh, somebody's mic in there is crackling and popping. There you go. I apologize it, this for that. whole thing fell apart on me. I is it, it back, back together? Yep, back and back. then I would like to also uh, apologize about something further down the road, if, if we may. What? Uh, just later on in, in this program, before it's over. I would like to apologize about something. It's a little, yeah, go ahead. You finish your apology, and then I'll start mine. No, I'm not going to trump your apology. <clears throat> I'll cut this part out. All right. So, so it's. Cl- I just want to make it very, very clear that uh, there was a call, a minute and a half call, uh, that I took uh, on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, of this week that had huge repercussions for people who felt diminished by what I had said. Hold on. Or harmed by Hold it. Hold on. Yeah. That call was originally taken last Thursday. Was it last Thursday? Yeah, our apology was on Sunday. Beg your pardon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I... Deeply apologize if anyone was hurt or harmed or felt diminished by my word. That's all, never, ever my intention. Anything I do in any media, it is to help, not to hurt. So, of course, that is not in any way in my repertoire at any time. Now, now. <laughs> uh, so, so I apologize if it came off that way. But let's talk about the facts. The facts are I was talking to – people with endometriosis took, took exception to what I said. And endometriosis is a, is a very unpleasant condition and can be horrible. Right. It's a lot of pain. It affects relationships. It affects fertility severely. And the treatments for endometriosis, in my opinion, often are worse than the actual condition. Mm-hmm. Women end up losing their ovaries and, and uterus. It's miserable. They shut them down and put them into menopause. It's terrible. It's a really awful condition. We weren't talking about endometriosis in that Not call. at all. Not at all. We were talking to a, I wasn't talking to a woman during the call. Nope. Uh, was talking to an anxious man who wanted to rescue his girlfriend who had seen multiple doctors. He was extremely uh, invested in her multiple illnesses and was describing them using jargon and the most dramatic terminology possible. He wasn't – interestingly, the one thing he didn't talk about that way on the list of diagnoses was endometriosis. So it didn't even catch my attention. What caught my attention was he was saying, she has IC and it's horrible. Interstitial cystitis. Yeah. Again, another awful condition. And then he said she has no stomach lining. Has no lining. Or stomach. stomach lining is completely gone. Yeah, That's a common condition. It's called gastritis. And it's probably caused by the fact that she was taking a lot of anti-inflammatories for the pain from her whatever other condition she had. So that immediately let me know – that she had unexplained pelvic pain, seen by multiple doctors, and had been given what we call garbage bag diagnoses, yeah. mean, meaning doctors throw one diagnosis after another in attempt to try to explain what's going on. Not that the conditions are garbage bag diagnoses. No. The conditions are legitimate diagnoses that can be pathologically shown. Not the case in this call at all. This call had had a series of garbage bag diagnoses, Unrelated to the real things. Ooh. Unrelated to the real things. What? Interstitial cystitis, endometriosis, dyspareunia, gastritis. And by the way, she probably had the gastritis documented because that was the one thing he was sure to tell us about in the most glowing of uh, pathological terms. So probably that was documented by upper endoscopy. But clearly nothing else had been because they were searching for unrelated diagnoses to explain her pelvic pain. If she had one of these things, he would have called and said, that's what she had. Like, for instance, if he had called and said, 
Oh my god! Or let's say it was a woman calling. Like that would be more appropriate. But let's say he called and said, "You know what? My girlfriend has endometriosis. It has been awful. She they're contemplating taking her uterus out. She has had multiple laparoscopies and fulgurations. They have endometrial cysts up under her diaphragm. She's in pain throughout her abdomen. And now they want to put her into menopause before they consider a, a more severe pelvic exenteration." Yeah. Like, oh shit! Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. That is not the call. No. That had nothing to do, nothing to do with this caller. So in in terms of creating mob mentality, this is actually what I'm more interested in talking about. Let's is, do it. Is people with their mob – I've brought this up to you before, mob mentality in social media. People feel entitled trying to destroy people yeah. just because. It, that's mob. That's French Revolution And, and that's why I – have to get so angry and vitriolic back at those people because it's baseless. Well, it's forget dangerous. This, it's dangerous when people do this. And uh, and by the way, multiple press outlets, journalists have picked this up, refused to check, check their facts. They're not journalists. Re- they're claimed to be. No, no. Yahoo Shine, Jezebel, multiple outlets. Now. Oh, really? What oh. what um, what of these comes on paper? Name one. <laughs> What do you mean on paper? Does any of the things that wrote, wrote about this actually appear on papers? No. Or do all, they all appear online? The internet. Yeah, yeah, suck my cock. And so they, they are – and then when you send them the facts, such as perhaps I could send them a transcript of what I just said, mm-hmm. not interested. Right. That's it. That to me is bordering on right. – that's, that's illegal. What I, that's what I'm saying. They're not journalists. But They're, that's illegal. They, they write blogs. The people that pay their – I mean seriously, that's illegal. They're trying They're trying to substantively harm my reputation. Right. That's how I make my living. That's how I support my family. They want to harm my family. Right. They want to harm me and will do anything they fucking can to do it. Except for research. This has got to stop. Yeah. Listen, how about this guy that pushed his kid off the skating ramp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good thing, right? No, a guy's an asshole. Yeah, a guy's an asshole. Child Protective Services, sheriff, looking into it, right? Yeah. Good. End of story. No. There's a mob now. Once him, uh, once the kid out of the house, once the him physically destroyed... And they've started to attack the owner of the skate park. Here's the deal. This, is that this incredible? Is the bottom line. Is that incredible? And this and this is directly Wait, it's unreal. Directly pointed at you know who you are, who've been tweeting me, tweeting Drew's wife, tweeting uh, tweeting you. I, it's not, all right, go ahead. Right, I, I'm more concerned about these outlets, these these journalists. Oh, and are, oh, I'm throwing Jezebel and all these uh, yeah. these cunts in the same uh, in the same category. Thought you said you were going to hold back. I you? was. <laughs> But you said this is what you want to talk about, the mob I want, mentality. I want to talk about mob mentality, not necessarily okay. as it pertains to me. Every It used to be that you had to be a mall security guard to really have nothing in your life but to then enforce the little bit of power that you thought you had. Mm. And day in and day out, you would just take advantage and exploit this shred of control on other people's lives that you got. Because your life was so empty and pathetic. Now, every fuck with a Twitter account can join in to gaining control and power over things because they didn't like a joke that Daniel Tosh said. They didn't like uh, the way that they misconstrued what you said about endometriosis. They didn't like the fact that I called them snatches on Loveline. They didn't like that I'd recommended a girl get an abortion. Well, you know what? Too fucking bad. And that's the way it goes in this country. Just because you have access to a Twitter account does not mean that I need to lose my job because you didn't like it. Right. Does not mean that Dr. Drew isn't qualified to be a physician because you don't agree with well, not what I agree. They don't have the sophistication, let's be fair, to understand what I was doing. At, this is what I was talking to a 
male with a girlfriend with somatoform disorder. I had to think about, well, where does, but what, I have a minute and a half. Yeah. I have a minute and a half. How can I best deal with this call and help this guy and also create a teachable moment? Well, I can tell this is somatoform disorder. Makes me think about trauma. Let's go down the trauma And path. this is why I got so angry. Yeah. Is that if, let's say, a guy called up and he said, I got such and such addiction, uh, heroin, it's transferred over into Suboxone. Yeah. What's your take on this replacement therapy as opposed to oh, this Oh, I get to, this from the replacement I'm therapy. Just saying, let, let's just say yeah. this happened. Yeah. And you gave your real legitimate yeah. opinion. Yeah. And they took into consideration your real legitimate opinion yeah. without misconstruing it or mishearing okay. it. And then started to Attack. rally back. Yeah. I wouldn't agree with it, but I wouldn't be so fucking riled up. Yeah. What gets me riled up now is that you're being besieged by these cunts and- it's base. It's based baseless. on their ability, inability to understand what you were talking about. I know they're baseless. It's completely baseless. Because Black you're action. so dumb, you want to. They want you to apologize. Yeah. And by the way, I'm, I'm apologizing all over the place. I know, but that's not you good enough. Be. No, hey, I got some fuel that I brought with me. Actually, Rune just delivered it to me. Can I douse? May I douse? Oh. All right. So this is on Yahoo Shine at this moment. No, no, I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear about the misquote that is really, really egregious. We'll send it to my publicist. Seriously, you don't want to hear it right now. Real quick. No, because I, I'm sending it to my attorney. And okay. Drew, I, Drew won't be stay. able to do the show later if you get him yeah. to fucking Yeah, I, I really will send it to my attorney because that's where it needs to go. But you said ga- garbage bag diagnosis, yes? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I, they I, said something else. So. Yeah. They quote you another way. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, let's please uh, s- please send that to Valerie immediately and, and uh, let's get the attorney. Best thing ever because, happened. Because this is – if I who else is going to be in their crosshairs next? It's got to stop. Yeah. Got to stop. This is the best thing that happened to Loveline, though, in a long time. Is it? Oh, yeah, a lot of tweets about Love Line. A lot oh, of people. Good. A lot of people defending us. No such thing as bad press. That's good. Well, it, it can be. You know, it, it's just the problem is it's dangerous. That's the problem. And uh, the the and, I, and again, I don't mind the the Twitter part was sort of obnoxious at first, but now when they get, you know, Yahoo needs to. Oh man, Yahoo! I can't wait to have at that. Please, my balls. Seriously, Anderson, can you get that to her right now, Anderson? Yeah. What? Can you get that to her right now or to me? And yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take care of it, Drew. No, no. It's, it needs to go like right now because she's actually working on this as we speak. Valerie will be, uh, yeah. yes, enlightened momentarily. All right. Thank you. Bertinelli, though. I mean, because this has got to stop. It's got to stop. And uh, the apology should come from these organizations to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it won't. Well, no, it's going to have to now because it's going to be. Or you'll far. sue? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because this, this is now getting insane. And and now it's attempting to substantively harm me. So, it, you know, it, who is it next? Well, by the way, who, who is it next? Think about this. This is really a controversial thing. To what extent is Donald Sterling douchebag, <laughs> Sterling douchebag uh, losing his property uh, because of free speech? You know what yeah. I mean? It's the limits of free speech. It's really interesting. Right. And I, I think that people need to understand that Look, a lot of very substantive sponsors have pulled out of supporting the Clippers, yep. and, and we need a to lot not of go to their games. A lot I'm of season ticket holders are turning yeah, in their ticket. Good. That's that's all you can do. That's but that's really, the way to do that's it. That's the right? way to do yeah, it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think people get like they need like a burning. They need like to burn someone at the stake. Well, the real the ho- the horrible thing is if they if they require him to divest himself of it. He he will have a six hundred and thirty million dollar profit. Right. I mean, Do you understand? He bought the Clippers for like the if, price if, of a fucking pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but, but I listen. Here is the truth: is that people that are smart enough to have anything going on in their life don't 
get behind this kind of shit. Because anyone who with half a brain would know, no, the last thing you want to do is make Donald Sterling sell the Clippers. That's the last thing you want to do. Right? You just want to... You yeah. want to... Make... You want to, to devalue the Clippers. Right. And make him continue to own them. That's exactly and, right. But but people are idiots. The, well, because the mob. Yeah. The mob's taken over again. And this this is the point. The, the mob thing... Very dangerous. Yeah. You know what a better punishment would be? Is what? to force them to have uh, nothing but white players for the next five years. That like, would be awesome. But not even good ones. Like, like, like American that's, that's, white players. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, he, he, you can only have American white players. You can't get from any other country. So, like, all that Eastern Bloc badass. But, but almost every way, everything he says, it gets worse and worse and worse. No matter how you think about what he was saying. In other words, if if... You know, he goes. I'm an owner. I surprise. You know, I create jobs for these people. I love them. He sounds like the the uh, slave master. Yeah. It, it oh, anytime, says, anytime you say these people. Yeah, yeah. You're and, in and trouble. And then, then somebody pointed out to me that uh, the reality is he was just afraid that these guys were going to have sex with his there girlfriend. There's going to be mutiny. Yeah. No, just have sex with his girlfriend. No, poon mutiny. Yeah, yeah. Poon that, mutiny. That she, he yeah. was just jealous and threatened by them and stuff. But that gets even weirder. Right, I mean that's that's very sexist. No, he's a he's a troubling fellow. Yes. And, and this is not the, yes. for people who really know about Los Angeles sports and 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 the Clippers and Donald Sterling. And this is nothing new. I mean, he's for well, many. That's the, so that's a really disturbing. Part many me. decades, there's been. I didn't know that. Understanding that he's a very, uh, very narrow-minded, very racist, very mean person. He's a slumlord. I mean, that's how he made his money. Is he's a slumlord. Yeah. So, so it, it, it is a sad day in Los Angeles sports history, in my opinion. I talked to uh, one of his girlfriend's friends, mm-hmm. one of her cohorts. It's it's a bizarre world. It's a bizarre world. She says that, you know, it, whenever that girl goes out, there's like people call him. When he says, I don't want to get calls, he's like got eyes and ears all over town. She did have the Bukaki shield on, which I thought was awesome. It made me reminded me of like San Marino. What uh, school? What, what? Like, well, she went out. Like, she left her house for the first time uh, yesterday. The girl, yeah, Steph, the, Stefiano, the actual whatever. girl, and she had like a Bukaki shield on. You know, like the, you know, like in San Marino and like in our neck of the woods, the uh, Asian uh, women when they drive, they don't want to get sun on their face, so they wear the like fucking <laughs> welders masks. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's uh, that. Yeah, she was wearing one, so that like no one could take pictures of her. Speaking and I was of like, uh, Asia, I've got a, a speaking son. of books. Speaking of Bukaki. All right, let's do Books. All right, let's yeah. do it. Go ahead. Uh, books, man. Sending online flowers, um, it hasn't it hasn't been great. Yeah. Let, let's just let's get right to the point. And there's always those days. There's like three a year, Drew. Yeah. For a married man with kids, yeah. where three a year, where you got to really make sure you send flowers, you're fucked. Well, it, it, they better be right flowers too. Yeah. And it, it, they they claim 19.99, but it ends up being like 75 bucks. No, that, that's a guarantee. Yeah. If you want to get a, in a, in a vase, they cost this much. Then also, if you want them guaranteed to be delivered on that day, mm. then you add another 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y- this is why you got to go to Books. That's b o u q s dot com. T h e b o u QS.com, like short for bouquets. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them about it, Drew. They send the flowers straight from Sustainable Farms located on a volcano, an active volcano in South America. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, yep. Uh, it's real. Volcano flowers, so it's rich with nutrients, and they're, you know, they're- That's where I get my salt, for that reason. And it's always rich with shit. They charge a flat rate of $40. $40 for with free delivery. I can't believe it. $40 free delivery. So your loved one gets beautiful flowers, and, well, you get a reasonable price. And one of those days that we were talking about is coming, coming up, up. Coming Mother's up. Day. Yep. 
Thebooks.com is offering 20% off with the promo code MAD, short for Mike Andrew. That's MAD, Mike Andrew. So go to Books, thebooks.com. That's T H E B O U Q S.com. Click on the shop button at the top of the page and send that special someone a book. Don't forget, order today with the promo code MAD to get that 20% off flowers from a volcano. All right. So uh, one of my sons is traveling over in Asia, yeah. and he sends uh, a text today. He's finally made it back to where he is. Uh, let me read you the text. All right. I-, I thought you'd enjoy it. Have you heard of the ping pong show? Don't tell mom. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually seen it. Okay. Well, he's seen it. It scarred him. But that's said, not, it's said, not, it's so not really says, a show. He says, so yeah, that scarred me a little. It's not really a show. <laughs> what? Oh, is he in Thailand? Mm. Okay. I was going to say, that. you said Asia. I was like, let me narrow that down a little bit. <laughs> um, Thailand's a, a crazy place. Like, and I don't mean that uh, in a in negative way. It's just such a, such a, such a, not violent, violence, a wrong word. It's such an aggressive culture. E- energetic? Yeah. Like, is, they, it, is it something here, to do with It's the, a no-nonsense culture. But is it is it left over from all the, the war on that, on I that don't know. peninsula? I don't know. And and they they violently defend their their culture and their people. Like if you're from Guam and you're in a Muay Thai fight, it's on. Like they fight to the fucking death, bare, bare knuckles. Kids nine years old, they don't care. If you're from Laos, if you're from Guam, and you're from Thailand, you'll get together and you'll get it on. Like it's the 500 AD. I mean, they <laughs> will fight. It's like they defend their culture. So it's so crazy. And also like. They're just no nonsense. Like they handle. They, it's one of the few places still left on Earth where, like, they can, they can, with some level of honor, like handle a bar fight, like a bar fight. Like if dudes having a, like, hey, you were hitting on my wife. Like they'll go out in the street and it's like, it's let's go. Yeah, it's time to rumble. Yeah, Thai dudes are no no nonsense. Well, he made it back alive. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm concerned with. Oh, I, I need to talk to your son because I'm sure he did a lot of other stuff that he I'm, won't talk to you about. He will not talk to me about, yeah. Because it's really like Disneyland for boners. <laughs> That's what Thailand is. Have you is. been there? I have. And, and wh- what does that mean? I was not old enough to fully get it, but it's like that. Let me put it that way. It's like that. It's not always stuff I savory. agree with. Not always savory. No, it's not always stuff I agree with. Like, either. what do you mean? Like, some of these girls are really young. Oh, yes. Uh, but if you want to fuck four 14 year old girls, oh, my God. It's gosh. not a problem. It really is not a problem. It's a problem. I meant it's not a problem yeah. for you, the guy seeking that. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and that is not. Is it like Amsterdam? Plenty of white males from America mostly go there often to fuck chicks. Because is, is it like Amsterdam? No, well, I don't know why it's not like Amsterdam, but I, and let me tell you why. Well, for one thing, it's not, there's not a lot of drugs. At least I didn't see a lot of drugs in Thailand. So it's clean and, and drug free. No, it's not clean. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of poverty and there's a lot of fucking right. violence and stuff. And the sex trade is very proliferic, pro, prolific, but it's also like, you got to understand that in, at least in the red light district part of Amsterdam, it's legal on, on the up and up. Yeah. In Thailand, it's not like that. It's like pretty much all run by the underworld. And it's illegal? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about like the culture or the yeah. laws, but yeah. it it's not clean like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, I, I don't know enough about Amsterdam because the only time I've been there, I was it was that like 40-hour span where I had the Shining. You were high and on I, drugs. Yeah, and I cut myself and stared in the mirror and did like <laughs> monologues. The Shining. Yeah. 
<laughs> red room, red room. Yeah, it was. That's. I mean, that's what happened to me, and I was. <laughs> um, and uh, and so I don't know enough about. But like, I have friends that go to Thailand to fuck. That's what they do. They're like, can't wait for my big awesome vacation. Wow. I'm going to Thailand, and I'm gonna live the life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Don't they leave a piece of their humanity behind? Yeah, but if you're a sex addict, it's oh, there's sex. You know okay, what I'm saying? Right, okay. I think like. I don't know. I mean, because I'm really horny. Yeah. And I went through some phases where I really liked to blow loads. Yeah. And I never, I never really felt compelled to buy sex, ever. Mm. But you never got in a position where you would have been without it long enough that you felt. I went two years in my tw- mid-20s. But that was when you were, isn't that when you were coming off drugs and stuff? Though? No. Oh, I no? was when my wife left me. Uh, uh. I was just, I just went without it. I beat off a lot. But my point is, is that I think like to be a fighter, to be a guy who buys hookers and and cheats on his wife all the time and stuff, like you almost automatically put your humanity aside. And I don't mean I'm not saying that as an insult to to fighters, but like I was thinking about it the other day, if you're gonna day in and day out commit yourself to kicking people in the face hard enough to knock them out, yeah, it's a little bit like. I love doing jujitsu because I love to choke people and they'll tap. Like, there's a really rewarding feeling of fighting against another guy to get to the point where you could strangle him and then he submits to you and you're like, you have won this, you know? Yeah. There's not a very fulfilling feeling to punch a guy in the head so hard that he loses consciousness. Mm. And I haven't done that very often in my life. But, you know, if you're a Muay Thai fighter, a kickboxer, or a boxer, that's what you devote your life to. Is why, do you, out, why do you equate that with these guys that go on these sex? Because debates? it's like you are you like you got to put that shit aside. Like that part of you that feels guilty mm. of punching another guy in the face, mm. it, it, to the point that like his, his he loses consciousness. Right. You put that aside. So when you go to the gym every day, that's what you devote your life to. It's kind of the same thing, in my opinion. Of like, I don't by any means necessary. I'm fucking someone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you automatically check it, check that shit out. You yeah, know? I guess that's right. Oof. Not good. Yeah. Not and I'm not about. equating it to rape because it's different. Cause I, I guess to say by any means necessary is wrong because you're not raping anyone. It's willing. But you're sort of taking advantage with money. Yeah. Uh, people that are locked into something that they might not be able to get. And my very, just... my very, very close friend, a guy I trust and, and care about very much, is a sex addict. He's in recovery. He does goes to meetings, does the whole thing. But he went through his time where like he finally got to the point where he had a, some dispensable income. And he's like, I just – like I could go f- pay for like a really attractive escort and for fuck her. Like it was like a, no effort into it. And it's like I got what I needed and I put in no effort of like trying to get to know someone. It was the best. You know, to him it was the best. Did he go to uh, other prostitutes too like in Las Vegas and things or just in Thailand? No, he, he, he went to Thailand. That was where he'd go on vacation and then also – when he was here in L.A., he would constantly oh, that's buy escorts. I see. I he see. would also date chicks, too. <laughs> fuck them. Go to escorts when he had some free time. Wow. You know, like it was a whole thing. Oof. It was a whole thing. Sounds like a lot of energy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we got to take a real quick break here on the Mike and Dr. Drew Show. Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. So visit fundanything.com forward slash patentroll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. 
Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The TrueCar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Welcome back to the Mike and Drew Show. I want to hear what Anderson's apology was about. Oh, yeah. Come on. To get Let's to hear that. it. Here we go. Not really so much an apology, but just like a heads up, because uh, the Film Vault officially launched on uh, Podcast One, right? And the uh-huh. ad's been playing. I know there's a lot of new listeners, probably a lot of crossover people that listen here. And this most re- recent uh, episode that's up right now, unfortunately, came right on the heels of uh, my beloved Penguins losing a very important game. And uh, I'm not much of a professional, and I came in here, and I abused Brian, and I've gotten a lot of hate mail about it from longtime listeners. So what I want to say What did you say to Brian? uh, Not just Brian, but everyone. I was just in a horrible— My team was winning 3-0, Drew, in the first period. Big playoff game. They lost 4-3. That doesn't happen. It's awful. I was furious. Might have had a couple pops before beforehand. And, uh, uh, might have. So I want to say that uh, you know, start off with summer uh, the summer preview. It's a great episode. A couple episodes ago, I don't know if you want to start with the most recent one. That's all. Long time <laughs> listeners actually liked it. This is the film vault. Film vault. Okay. Talking about the film vault okay. here, and uh, I like to apologize. Got a couple emails. Oh, also, you know what? Uh, suggestion for you guys who hate the Twitter so much. Mm. You two in there. Mm. Uh, I stopped looking at Twitter just because I felt like uh, an obligation, like too many things to look at. Look yeah. at this. Look at that. Got to yeah. answer this. Agree. So I just, I'm just down to just answering my emails. I put an email out there, and if people actually take the time to write you an email, it's going to be much more quality. Now I've noticed that just if you have someone just look at your email. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not going to be as uh, hard-hitting. It's not going to be as many. It's not going to be as... It's so easy to send a tweet. It takes a lot more thought. To act. It's almost like uh, back in the day, they would have to write you a letter. No one writes letters anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So stop looking at the fucking Twitter is the point. All right. As yeah. I look at Twitter. Yeah. Right? And, and you guys are obsessed. No, I'm not obsessed. I'm tweeting about Brian's book, to be honest. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm tweeting about Brian's book. And, and I um, have to watch during the HLN show. Oh, so I, it's part of your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I have some. I don't. I, I'm certainly not obligated to tweet for Loveline, but it would be a really big dick move if I didn't. You know. Right, but you could just tweet and then turn it off. I'll look at it again. I don't, I don't really look. I don't really get obsessive or un, uh, upset about tweets at all. Um, it's just this most recent endometriosis thing. I got upset for him. I really do. I mean, I get shit on on Twitter all the time. It, I, it rolls right off my back. I, I it's. An, I'm not one of those guys. This most recent issue really got me riled up because i was there i watched it happen and people are shitting on drew 
for their oh, and I know. Because they suck. Believe me, and it's the mob mentality that I've been yeah. bitching about for a long time. Yeah. I can't stand it. It's one of my least favorite things in all of humanity. I it's, hate it. Well, it's dangerous. It's terrifying. It's very it's terrifying. And it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's going to come to a head eventually, and I, I don't think we're close to it yet. I think it's yeah. going to get much worse before it gets better. But at the same time, it's nice that everyone has a little bit of a voice out there. It's just it's the people at the top who are going to reward or take away because, oh, well, the population is saying this and that. You know what I mean? And so far, nothing's happened like that here. Yeah. Um, or will it? It might, but the the other thing is, um, I can't. I don't. I don't even read the. I don't read it. I have to. I, I have to. No, well, not once it got started. I I couldn't read it because it'd be like it'd be like two hundred and fifty entries every thirty minutes. And the majority, and I, I would say, I, know, 80%. I, just, I just scan through it. I just I don't. Even, I, don't I, just, I just spin it. I just get it. Get up to the present, and I have to keep doing that, or else I'd be doing it for thousands and thousands of Twitter. What do you say about eighty, ninety percent of those people that tweeted you never even heard it? They just heard about it. Ninety nine percent. Ninety nine even. Wow. Yeah, I'd say ninety nine percent. And then when offered to give them a transcript of the apologies, the many apologies I've offered, not interested or dis- dismissive, either or this inadequate for whatever reason. Well, uh, what or, is that, that in human nature that people are so excited to be a part of something? What is that? I, well, look, dude. I, I mean, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I wasn't guilty of that. A lot of times, sometimes people look. People want to. You want to fit in. You want to feel like. Yeah, you but fit to the in. point where you're just going to jump on something like that. Uh, yeah, well, if, you're, you, if your life's pathetic, I mean, if your life's pathetic and has nothing, you. It's like well, I'm going to tweet with other people. Now, for me, it's different, you know. And for you, it's different. For you, I, I definitely like, you know, if I'm around a band that I love that I've always worshipped and like. I'm at their show backstage because of the job I have, and I'm so lucky. Like, I'll definitely be like, oh, yeah, guys, I totally agree with you. Completely you know? different. It's it's the it's people that were tweeting about Sharknado who weren't even watching it and never did watch it, but they were talking about it as, just to be a part of something. Yeah, no, you're right. I can't I mean, fucking stand it. I can't understand. I, I don't understand that necessarily, but i am also been a misanthrope my whole life and, and very yeah, lonely and kind of <laughs> divorced from that social circle, you know? Anderson's laughing at you. No, because I... I'm with you. I don't know if we're the best people to be yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. What else is on your mind? Come. Yeah, I know. It's usually what's on your mind. But anything else? Um, yeah, this whole baby thing's pretty – I mean, I think it, that is a valuable thing to talk about, right? Let's, yeah, I'd say. This whole baby thing, yeah. yeah. Talk to me. Um, You're getting good at diapers. I am good. Yeah. I am good. I bet. You get so you can just do that in like a second. Well, and it's so dumb. I'm such a dumb guy <clears throat> in that <laughs> I only a guy would get to the point where he starts like timing how good he can, you know, how like I, I, I become like a pit crew in NASCAR. For changing diapers. Yeah, men, men it's it, it's a task. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, Whoa, watch how fast I can do it. And Bianca's just looking at me like, what a loser you are. Like, <laughs> Many of the male-female differences will begin to amplify and diverge around a baby. Yeah. It, it'll freak you. Yeah, you'll be amazed. Some of the shit that she knows that you don't know. Well, <laughs> I, I am amazed by that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm amazed by the, the level of understanding yeah the attunement it's unbelievable being a parent that a woman has my wife in particular is it not insane that i just don't have it's because you're a man i used to walk behind my wife and just go how the fuck did you know that how did you know that what what do we need me to do i how how, what do you mean that's how he's feeling i I, how the fuck do you know that yeah my wife will be you know look i've been a parent for three weeks exactly so it's not like i'm so is she experience exactly 
That's and, my point. And she and, has a whole, she'll, whole she'll, she has a whole lexicon. She'll be like, baby. pick Magnolia up, pick her up. You could tell she needs it. I'm like, what? So what do you mean pick her up? And yeah. I pick her up and she stops and yeah. she stares at me. Yeah. She, babe, babe, hit her back, hit her back a little bit and just to get burp her. And I'm like, how do you, you know, how do you fucking know? Is that but crazy? then again, look, you and I don't have our her the baby's favorite restaurant attached to our tits. Yeah, but but that is not in and of itself the reason they're so attuned. The reason is because it came from their body. No, the reason is they have a much greater use of the right side of their brain. Yeah. And they have a lot but, more going on. Yeah, you don't on think there. biologically that the fact that they grew and came of their own flesh is different, uh, you know. I, I just I, squirted jizz in my wife. But it's part of you too and it, yes, it grew in her, but It's part uh, of you too. What did Bono do? I'm I don't understand. You, I'm telling you, it's the, their brains are so fucking different. Yeah. And and yes, there may be all these other elements that we don't even know about that are sort of firing off before the child is born. But uh, it's it's the fact that there's such difference in the brains that allows her to see things at a distance and attune to things and feel them. She, she feels stuff, I bet, from the next room. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. It It, it is crazy. It, it is crazy. It's, it's nuts. Like... That, but you got to know something that I work in the world of where I believe that mechanism is what we need to get more attack, uh, uh, even more attention to. And real treatment, in my opinion, is about reactivating that whole process. Really? Oh, absolutely. That that attachment and attunement and emotional regulation—that's what what really good emotionally focused therapy is. I'm not saying reparenting, but utilizing that same mechanism of right brain to right brain communication. You know how you, I do that mind reading stuff when I'm talking to callers? Yeah. That's that. It's your wife does 10 times better, and she can do it from another room for your child. I can kind of do it when I'm next to a patient or hear a patient. I can kind of, I'm trained to do it. But man, they do it automatically. I wonder if, I wonder if there's a certain connection in the same way like I am with addicts and alcoholics. Well, the process of that connection, yeah. yeah. The intensity of the connection is related, yeah. I mean, I was... I mean, sponsoring and being a sponsor. I was around a normie and then another person who was in recovery. Yeah. And he or she was talking about their struggle. And the normie's like, why don't you... And I was like, stop, stop, stop. It's like, look at me, buddy. It's all good. Let's just talk about it. That's right. And this guy meant well. He meant very well. Normies are clueless. But he said stuff, and I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. And that's not a bad thing. Believe me. I kiss the ground that people walk on who do not have the disease of addiction because, like, it's a. It's not. It's not like something to glorify or or, rom, or romanticize. No, at all. And it's I a serious I, thing. And I get very angry when Hollywood, in particular, does that. Yeah. Um. Not. You know, it's not necessarily Hollywood. It's the. It's our culture where we like to talk about Dylan Thomas drinking himself to death. You know, as opposed. Yeah. yeah but you, do, you don't. You don't glorify hear. It. You don't hear about the him shitting his pants too. You know. You don't. You hear about Hemingway and all these. You know, bar fights that he won and because he was. Drinking and living this bon vivant lifestyle, oh, no. you don't hear about his teeth getting knocked out, knocked the fuck out in Harlem, you know, and yeah. like all that shit gets omitted. You yeah. don't hear about Jim Morrison, uh, you know, sh- uh, drooling on himself for an hour and a half. No, you the, hear about the twenty minutes where he took right, the stage. Th- there's a lot of horror attached yeah. to it. Horror, horror, a- outright horror. I, I thought I had a long talk with Muriel Hemingway about this on one of the podcasts I did at DrDrew.com, and uh, she she still feels the horror of all that, yeah. all through her family. Yeah, I could see that. And she did a documentary about trying to. Trying to, they they they've kind of identified a genetic 
difference in people who are th- massive thrill seekers. Oh, yeah. Drug addicts, alcoholics, sure. Um, sure. extreme athletes. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. She has it. She's like, you know who my grandfather is. Uh. And she did a documentary about trying to scratch that itch in positive ways. Hmm. And it's fascinating. Hmm. I, uh, I, I, I think everyone should watch it. Speaking of thrill seekers, you find out what's going on with Jason's heart? Yeah, Angel Feb. What's that? I saw him today. It's, it's, it's no big deal. Okay. It's, he, he has to have a, what's called a, a radio ablation. They have to go in through his leg, an artery in his leg. They feed a catheter up into his heart. They map out where the abnormal electrical activity is coming from, mm-hmm. causing the irregular heartbeat, and they just burn it. That sounds they cauterize intense. It, cauterize it. It's intense, but it's not a surgery. He's, he's standing there going, I'm having heart surgery, mate. Like, no, hey, Jason, shut up. <laughs> is that garbage bag? No, <laughs> no, it's not garbage bag. That, that's really misrepresenting what's going on. He's not having surgery; he's having a, a catheterization. It's so funny too because he's was you know I heard him on the air. He's freaking out about it. I know I can and tell. Wait, wait, and I got him kind of built back up. It's so funny. Way that way out of tune. He'll him. freak out about that, but then <laughs> he's like, he'll jump off ah, the cliff. Maybe I broke my femur forty in forty places, mate. I, I know. And you're like, what? I he's know. Like, ah, it's no big deal. It's yeah. so funny how different yeah. people look at Th- this. Freaks him out more. And uh, he's on blood thinners, and, and that's the real problem with – though he has what's called lone or, or isolated atrial fibrillation, and it, it's not that big a deal, not, not that likely to cause a stroke, but it can. The clot when the when – the, Ooh, uh, blood clot? Yeah. When the atrium is vibrating abnormally, clots can kind of accumulate on the, on the surface of the, of the, of the atria. Mm-hmm. And then when it kicks back into a sinus rhythm, those, those clots can break off and go right to the head. And the, the, stro- the strokes associated with that are massive. And so they put him on a blood thinner to take that away. So he is on a blood thinner right now. Blood clot. Yeah. Um, it's so, it's so weird to talk. It's like you were talking about traveling, like your son's yeah. 21 traveling. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Like I, I think back to that era of my life when I was 21 and traveling a lot. Yeah. And like what the difference must be between your son's I'm traveling hoping not, the world. I ho- I'm hoping they're not going with bags of ecstasy. That's what I'm hoping. No, they're not. They're just not. You know, you... I know you, you know, like. I know you can't take too much comfort in like just being sure that they're not doing it. Yeah. I, as someone who knows your sons, <laughs> you as know. uh, yeah, he, they're not. They're not, absolutely That's not. That's good to hear. Doing the shit that I was doing, but there's some of the shit I was doing that maybe they should be doing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what would that be? Just so I can look out for it. <laughs> Like, like fucking random chicks in like in whatever they, country like native country meet, like Americans they meet on the road or maybe anybody, anybody. or 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 you know like like the, it was there was so much value in like meeting girls like <laughs> spitting utter bullshit to girls in the Barcelona like Spanish girls and talking about my awesome life in Los Angeles and then going back to their house and having sex with them and then never seeing them ever again like there's a lot of it's value a perfect to setup that. yeah <laughs> who knows there could be. Other children running around no. Spain. I was like condom wearing motherfucker. That's right. I remember uh, this one lady like got kicked out of her like little hostel. Yeah, like where she was living. Because she brought you in. Yeah, like yeah. right in front of my face. Like I had a towel on. That's all, nothing. Because you weren't supposed to have a boy in there or something. Yeah, like, and she like she was a sixth grade teacher in San Clemente. Oh, you told me this one. And she, I'm like watching her get kicked out of her place. I'm like, oh my god. And you just took off. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like sorry. All right, so Good see luck. You later. Oh. <laughs> it's brutal. Um, her name was Alpha. Alphaba. She was she was Filipino Filipino American, but oh, she was but she was a uh, a teacher. I mean, yeah. she wasn't. She you might she might as well have been fucking you know a valley girl. I mean, she, she just happened to be of 
Filipina descent. Right. And she was from San Clemente. And that, like, that's what kicked off the conversation. And uh, it's so funny, too, because, like, when I talk about these things, it ma- really makes me realize, like, how depraved I am in that I've, like, there's 50 women that I have completely forgot about having sex with. You know, and, like, if you remind me of one, it'll pinball into another where I'm like, oh, whoa. Like, that that girl, I mean, I was intimate with her. I completely no knowledge. Is it because you were loaded or just because too Both. Many? And it's just, you just lose sight of it. I, I completely diluted my um, appreciation for that, for intimacy and stuff by having sex with so many people. But mm. there's also value to it. It's like I can comfortably be married. And, and not I, have to be stir crazy. I think one of the most right. I think one of the most disturbing phenomenon I know of in in marriages is men that don't get their shit taken care of yeah. when they're young, and then are like fucking up families because yeah. they go, "I got to go have a girlfriend." That was twenty years ago. You should have done that. Yeah. Now you got money. You, maybe you, you groom yourself a little better than you did then. Uh, come on, man. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Right? And, or just, and also people don't understand marriage. Like they don't really give it a, a real fair shake. You know what I'm saying? They like they. They're like, well, they're, oh, they're, well. they're, but they're also the other they're, day I was not married. Now I'm married. Nobody like. Well, no, also, I'm like they, you fucking made a commitment, dude. Right. They're likely to use it like a think of it like a girlfriend, like a long term girlfriend, right? As opposed to right. something you do not get out of. Yeah. There's no exit. Yeah. Don't don't think about the exit. Don't contemplate an exit. Don't exist for you. I got a divorce when I got married to my first wife. It was not even I, in my wildest dreams that I think I was getting a divorce. Yeah. You know, like I would never imagine getting a divorce. Never. Yeah. I couldn't – and I was miserable. <laughs> but I wouldn't – I just – like it wasn't even an option. Right. It didn't even cross my mind. And people I mean, just go, hey, we're not getting along so great. I, you know, I just went out of my buddy's house now. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, I told you uh, I'd still be married to my first wife if it wasn't for her leaving. Like, yeah. I'd yeah. still be there. I just can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But she was pretty committed to not being in that marriage anymore. <laughs> well, she had a good instinct that things were going to work out. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And that you both were young. And that's the other piece. Don't get married young. But yeah. uh, you sort of had done enough of your shit that... Uh, I figured. Yeah. She didn't. So I think that's why she got stir crazy. Because right. like, she's like, wait a second. I'm 24 and I'm with a guy who goes to bed at 8 after watching Jeopardy? Right. You know? Right. And what do we... What, She's trying to figure it out. Yeah. What? What am I doing here? <laughs> you know, I get that. And it's so she suck. has she just been living the high life since? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think so. But she's been more of a night person, right? Working oh, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. She loves that. She yeah. loves that. Love yeah. going to being at social events and shit like yeah. that. But, but I'm literally a millionaire. You know, like that's got to be more alluring to her than like whatever lifestyle of the nightlife she's living. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she looks at, like, what she left behind. Yeah. And what, you know. She, do you think she feels guilty? No. Or, or, or remorseful? Yes. Oh. Mm. Somewhat. I'm sure she, I this new boyfriend my new wife's with, my ex-wife is with, uh, seems like a really square, and seems to make her very happy, so. Yeah, that's good. I doubt she's as remorseful as she was maybe, like, two or three years ago. Yeah. But. And by the way, when I say literally a millionaire, I am literally a millionaire, but most of it's from my wife. So, like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm some baller. Like, my wife makes 80% of the money, but we are literally millionaires. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, count it as you like. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this thing up. We got Perry Farrell coming in tonight. Yeah, dude. It's going to be insane. Yeah. I, I, this makes me feel real old. 
Why? 25 years? Either celebrating nothing shocking, their landmark album is 25 years old. And yeah. like, like I have, I have memories now that are like, I can talk about 25 years old, uh, 25 years ago and remember it. Granted, I was 10 when it came out. It wasn't like, but I still, I listened to the fuck out of nothing shocking. I listened until it broke. So yeah. now that's a memory in my bank. You know, it yeah. seemed like just yesterday, 25 years ago was before I was born. Right. You know? Right. No, now it's when I was seven years into doing radio. (laughs) Yeah, that shit blows my mind. Oh, my God. Well, I think it's just the way the world is now. It's so strange because, like, you don't – you're not an old person. I mean, you're not. Like, I look – I hang out with you every night. You're not old. You you move normally. You're buff. You're vibrant. You're healthy. You're smart. So, like, when I think of people who are 25 years ago were already 10 years into their career – Yeah. It's weird. Like my brain that, thinks it's of, hard for my brain. To my do that. brain thinks of people with long beards and, yeah. and in you know they need I, I walkers. Know. You I know? Listen, so does mine. It, I don't it's hard understand. For me to, yeah. I, I feel I, it's funny you would say this. I was just thinking. I think it was yesterday. I was thinking to myself. I said, Jesus, I've had like two or three like careers, like full yeah. on complete careers. Like, I like exhausted them. I, like, I like had a career banged them out doing general medicine. I had a career running addiction program. I had a career. And entertainment. Then doing television and radio, and it's like they're pretty much full, you know, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I came to a, a and let, we will wrap this up, but I came to a, and maybe we could talk about this next time, but I just want to keep this in your brain. Mm. Came to this amazing conclusion today in therapy. That? Um, why I hate doing television. Yeah. And why I love doing radio. Why? And why I only, I want to do television because I want to be rich, or I, I don't want to be rich. I want to be able to support my family. Yeah, yeah. And you can't do that really in radio That's unless right, you're Howard anymore. Stern. Right. Um, it's because my whole life, the biggest like self-limiting factor to me and the why, the reasons I feel negatively about myself, is because I never felt like I had a voice. No one ever listened to me. Oh wow! Right my parents never listened to me. Now you know? everyone has to listen to you. Now everyone has to listen yeah. to me. Everyone and when I go, into, everyone listen to me. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah. When I go on television, people write things for me to say. Yeah, yeah. It completely That's takes away voice. my voice. Well, maybe I. And I have to say it exactly like they want, or else I lose out my a job. Way to kind of keep your voice. Well, there's nothing better than when I used to fill in for Regis. Yeah, that was the best because yeah. I was on TV and getting the, the the spoils of being on TV. You get to say whatever you want on my show, but which is good. That's true. Yep. But I get to say uh, when I used to fill in for Regis, they it, it really it's called Re- Kelly and Michael live, live with Kelly and Michael. Yeah, it's live. Yeah, they no, they really don't. Most talk shows they. The script it and yeah get, yeah no 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 they, they, that's why good talk shows they are just threw a couple papers at me Gelman would throw papers at me and be like okay this is kind of what we were thinking about going over and uh, we'll see you on set in twenty minutes yeah and I was like this is awesome yeah and it was great it was lovely but now most of the time and and I'm not talking shit on it it's like I'm so happy to have the work but you're you're reading from a teleprompter and I hate that it drives no, me crazy yeah. I, I stay as far away from teleprompters I possibly can yeah. I got to go pee come on all right good night everybody fantastic podcast and we love you. This has been a Podcast One production. Executive producer, Norm Pattis.